Hi, it's Allison, and welcome to The Elements of Us. On this episode, I speak with my friend, Bella Gandhi. Bella's the CEO of the Smart Dating Academy. So obviously the love element is at play in this episode. But we also explore the parallels between finding love and finding a new job, and how to embrace elements like gratitude, fun, and action to make it not something we dread, but something we enjoy. Here we go. Okay, Bella Gandhi, it is so nice to have you here as a guest on the Elements of Us podcast. Uh, Bella, you are a love expert, right? And the founder of the Smart Dating Academy and a frequent guest on the Steve Harvey Show and Good Morning America, just looking to help people find love and, and stay in love. Yes, I. it's been 11 years. It's crazy that I started the company. And I think I've known you probably for a good percentage of the time since I started the business. A hundred percent. So you and I met, I'd say almost 10 years ago. Crazy. And it was, I'll say love at first sight. And you and I have talked about that for two women who are long standing monogamous relationships. And the second I saw you, I was doing a book talk in Chicago and there you were. And it was just an immediate connection. And we've kind of been together ever since. Yeah, love. It was love at first sight. And it can happen even with friends. Like you just feel like you have that click with somebody and you know it. And you can't manufacture that. Right. And it also speaks to like you kind of never know when it's going to happen. Right. Because it it just it happened. Like it was just an instant connection. And there we were. And we've been friends ever since. So. Oh. Totally. And sometimes I was just going to say like meeting a new woman, you know, for people that are listening to this, even like going to make a new girlfriend, it brings out as much stress as a first date because it really is a first date, right? And friendships tend to last longer than certain dating relationships. So, so right. So there's so many similarities to, you know, what happened to Allison and me? (laughs) Well, thankfully we're still together. So uh, today, what I want to do is obviously dive into the relationship elements with you. And we'll also talk about some of the gray elements, which are the stressor elements that will come up as we're looking for love, in love, trying to keep our relationship strong. For those of you who are listening who don't know, the elements of us is a visual framework that helps make the subject of emotion simpler. It is 54 elements that help people think about achieving well-being, overcoming stressors, and creating deep connections with other people. So who better to be talking to this about than than you, Bella? So, So let's talk about this. We're sitting here at the end of, hopefully, we're getting to the end of the pandemic. But let's talk first about the love element. How has looking for love changed in the in in this time? So silver lining to pandemic is been what's happened in the dating world. So as 48% of American adults are single and they started quarantining alone last March, it got real old, real fast for people. So by April and May, dating app activity went through the roof. And so now the sites and apps built video into the dates because there was no in-person dating 
right? We were a country that was shut down. So now what happened? You have all these people flooding onto the sites and apps that have ostensibly never even been on them before. And now you have video. So what it did is it slowed dating down to like a courtship. Instead of saying- on the third date, do I go over to his house, have dinner that he made because that sounds so awesome and there's two bottles of wine and then, oh my God, don't be mad at me, I slept with them, right? All of that stopped, right? Because who's going to some random stranger's house in the middle of you know a super spread pandemic? Nobody, so the screens provided, no pun intended, a very effective barrier to entry, which slowed, relationships down a lot. So I'm obsessed with dating during COVID. It's, I mean, that's amazing. So what I wanted to, what I really want to talk about, and you and I have talked about this before, is that so many of the rules, if you will, about finding love can also apply to other areas of your life, right? They apply to finding that job or finding whatever it is that you're looking for in life. Right. And so can you talk about how the, the kind of the process of finding love and like those similarities and kind of like, what is that journey? So you can compare finding love to so many things in your life, to your point, Allison, like the best parallel that I talk about is job search, Mm -hmm. right? Good partner search is like good job search. If you're thinking about good partner search in the way that you should be. Now we're acculturated to think all of these wrong things. Love will come to you when you least expect it. Stop trying so hard. Stop looking so hard. Let it just happen. All of that is nonsense. If you were out of work, would someone just say a job will come to you when you least expect it? Of course not. They'd be like, Are you leveraging all of your connections? Have you talked to everybody you know? Have you talked to your neighbors, sister-in-laws, cousins, brother? Have you literally shaken the trees? Have you been on job boards? Have you talked to recruiters? And all of that is very acceptable when we're looking for new jobs. We're gonna invest in, in new clothing, new suits, update your briefcase, get a professional to write your resume, right? Now that's how we should Think about dating in the complex 21st century with all these apps and how do we navigate things, but we don't. Instead, we think the Uber Eats guy should just deliver my pizza because that's what I see in every rom-com, ultimately. Or or it's, it's embarrassing to put yourself out there, but it wouldn't be embarrassing to your point to put yourself out there for a job. In fact, somebody would say, if if you're not, you're, you're, you know, you're an idiot, right? Like, why aren't you going there? Right. Or, and exactly. And let's say you had three job interviews and you didn't get an offer. You wouldn't just sit back in your chair and go, that's it. I'm unemployable. Yeah. No, you'd go and you'd have 13 more interviews because you know, at some point something's going to take, and it might not be your ideal job and you might have to go a level or two lower or to a different industry. Right. And we're open to those things in job search, but with dating, it's like, well, I tried online dating for five minutes and it didn't work. So I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. So what? what? So right. job search and partner search should be really, really similar, but they're not. So if you're listening to this, I hope this is resonating with you. Let's talk about vision, right? Set, setting, a, a, how do you feel about 
um, kind of having your ideal, just as you would in a job search, like having your ideal mate, like how do you set that vision? What is a healthy way of setting that vision so that you're not, you're, uh, you're focused, but not limiting yourself open to possibilities. So what you just asked is basically the crux of our business model. Okay. We teach people how to identify partners that are going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. So they don't end up in that first marriage is divorce at 50%. Second marriage is divorce at a 67% rate. Wow. Third marriage is at a 74% rate. Why? Because we keep doing the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so what we do, let's say we're talking about women, we'll say, who is your high GHQ guy, right? That's our trademark. It's high in good husband qualities. And so we have a whole system set up to help people to get away from their old checklists whatever those are. Like, I need him to be over six feet tall. I want him to love to travel. He should be funny, like really funny because funny is really important to me. <laughs> and I could just, I could play my single female clients all day long, but that's, and it's really, it's like, okay, now let's look at the last seven relationships you've had. They've all been really tall and really funny and they've broken your heart seven different times. So maybe we're not looking at the right criterion. Maybe that's not we have dating patterns. Maybe that's not working for you. So let's look for the things that make you happy and then go and search for those. So yes, we're big on the V, as you said, vision. Yeah, it, it is yeah. it's our first session with our clients are three hours one-on-one -on -one, where we know exactly who that person is by the end of that session. And exactly, so I call those the green flags that get people screened in to your funnel. And then what the red flags are that get people screened out by the time you might even read their profile or six months into exclusivity. Yeah. And so I know also from spending time with you that you don't feel, it's not just about finding love, it's about keeping love, right? So some of our other relationship elements are... Uh, trust and respect and support and forgiveness and compassion. I love so, that. Well, yeah, but but they're all so critical because it's not just like the you know the the that kind of courtship ends, but then there's there's life to spend together, right? So you want to make it stick, not rather than getting to the fifty percent, the sixty seven percent, and all that. So how do you counsel your clients to make sure they're they're doing that? Um, keeping their relationships alive, um, yep. it's become the better partner, mm -hmm. right? So often we want our partners to do all the changing. Oh, he's annoying because he leaves the socks everywhere and I hate that he doesn't call or whatever it is, right? But what are we doing? How do you be the better person and be the better partner, right? And so when you start to adopt that mindset, it's like, okay, am I telling my partner three good things about them every day? Mm -hmm. Am I expressing my appreciation for them? It's like, oh, he knows I think he's amazing. No, he doesn't know. He wants to hear it because we're human beings at the end of the day. So seeing what's good in your partner and telling them, right? Our brains have a negativity bias, especially for women. And as the years we're on, we're always really good at looking for what needs to be fixed. What's 100%. not exactly right. Yeah. Right. And, and so we pick on those things and we pick on those things and we pick on those things. And like, instead of holding the mirror out to your partner, how about we turn the mirror in? Yeah. And see, and what see what you you're doing. How are you, you showing doing? up? Right? Why is that such a big deal for you? Pick your spots. But also, I think to your point, it's gratitude and it's recognition. Yeah. Right. You, I know you had uh, 
I, I heard uh, on one of your videos that you made a top 10 list of things that you appreciate about your husband. I did. And what I loved most about it is that he hung it in his closet. It's still there. If you were mobile right now, I would walk you into our tiny Chicago coach house shared walk-in closet, which by the way, we've been married 23 years and we have shared a closet for all 23 years. That in and of itself, I need some props for that. Now. I, I think that's amazing. My husband would never survive sharing a closet with me. Oh my God. So we've made it work and he hung it literally in our closet where he looks at it every single day. And I thought that was so easy for me to do. It took five minutes and I printed it and I gave it to him and it was that meaningful. And it, here's what's so amazing about it. It was something nice that you were doing for him to recognize what he does, but it was also a reminder to him about what, what you appreciate. So he, it reinforces what he can keep doing. Yeah. And that is so nice. And it's, it's communication, it's sharing, it's being open, it's listening and, um, and, and talking about what you need which is so fantastic. So it, it can be stressful, obviously, um, but let's talk about like that stress element, the anxiety, the all of it that can come in with like, oh my goodness, am I ever gonna find um, that, that thing? Because a lot of people right now, to your point, like would love to find love or wanna find that job or, you know, so how do you, how do you talk people kind of off, off of that, out of that stress? What should they be thinking about? You mentioned one of my most important values a couple of minutes ago, Allison, and it's gratitude. We're so focused on what we don't have to the exclusion of looking at what we do have. And gratitude, I know everybody's kind of like gratitude to the out, right? Okay, I hear about it. There's a reason you're hearing about it from every thought leader that's out there in any culture, looking for what you do have and being grateful for the things that you do have puts you in a happier, more positive state of mind. Now, when you're in a happier, more positive state of mind, how do you think your job search is going to go? And how do you think your dates are going to go? Versus when you're filled with cortisol, you're filled with adrenaline, you're gloom and doom, you're negative, you're focusing on what's not right and what's not perfect. How do you think you're going to present? How do you think you're going to feel? Exactly. So I would say you go from gratitude and then go back up to the top of what you were talking about, which is go into action, start, you know, putting yourself out onto that next job, you know, job site or date, dating board or whatever that looks like so that you're continuing to move through the action. But to your point, how you're presenting yourself there and how you're feeling when you do it is going to speak volumes for, for the result. You know, I have a, I have something that I, I preach to my clients all the time. And every Thursday night, I do an Instagram live show at Thursdays at 8 p.m. Okay. And, and it's become a thing. And I just decided to do it as a give back during COVID. And now it's become this like, you know, lovely thing that fills me up just as much as it fills everybody else up. And last night we talked about um, having more fun on your dates. Mm -hmm. And so many people, if I ask, one of the questions we ask in our dossier of paperwork when we're onboarding a new client is tell me the first word that comes to mind when you hear the word dating. Now, I have thousands of pieces of data that are like, ugh, ew, hate it, so awful, dreadful, right? And, and so I said, one of the biggest ways, like I can tell you to go on all these fun dates, like cook dinner together, blah, 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 blah. I want you to reframe instead of, oh, I have to date, 
-hmm. I get to date. Mm -hmm. I get to do this. I get to job search. I get to be on this podcast. I get the adventure of it, the exploration of it. Right. And when do we as adults say, I get to, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And it's something that we often say when we're kids, but saying, I get to date, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can date. You get to date. Right. Completely reframes that. Completely reframes that. In fact, so much so that I had a client sign on after my you get to date speech. And Mm -hmm. she said, after the show, I've decided. Bella, you get to work with me for a year. She says, the first thing I was going to say was, and she wrote me this and it was so tender and touching yesterday. She says, I was going to say, hey, guess what? You're stuck with me for a year. And instead I revised it. You get to work with me for a year. And I was like, I am teary and I'm so proud of you that you are already learning Mm -hmm. about how to make things positive for yourself and for others. That's amazing. And you, you've changed the trajectory of, of her life in that small, in that small moment, you had that impact, which is so great. Um, self-awareness is one of the other elements that we often talk about. And it, it sounds like she had a moment of self-awareness. Um, but you and I have also talked about, and I think in a world of, of zoom calls, uh, you know, we're constantly looking at ourselves and see our faces and see how we look. And we're constantly, you know, p- picking ourselves apart, most likely. Uh, but before before COVID, you used to do this exercise, and you may still, um, where you would video your clients so that they saw themselves on on video to create that self-awareness. Can you talk about that exercise and what it what it does? Yeah. So we um, help people to understand how incongruent what they present to the world what versus what they think they're presenting to the world. So most people were like, I'm positive, I'm fun, I'm cool, like I'm a great date, right? And what most people don't get in their life is feedback of what their facial expressions look like. And the world, guys, the world only knows what they see on your face. And if they see this serious gloom and doom kind of, you know, resting bitch face kind of person, whether it's a woman or a man, and we just look like the world of to get us, Mm -hmm. right? We make our first impressions in 30 to 60 seconds, right? And it's nonverbal that makes the biggest difference. So we do videos of our clients and we ask them to talk about their jobs for 30 seconds as if they were on a date. I'm like, pretend I'm on a date with you. Tell me what you do for work. And then I play the video back to them and they are every single time horrified. No matter they're C-suite people, entrepreneurs, partners in firms, medical professionals, you name it. And they watch this video and they're like, oh my God, I look and we turn the volume down so they can't hear what they're saying. I'm like, I want you to tell me what this person's body language says. Serious, nervous, Mm -hmm. not fun. Like, but you are fun. And then we have them fix their body language and do the video again. And it's chalk and cheese. It's, it's a completely and cheese. I've never heard that. It's a completely different person. Yeah. Just by talking with a smile on your face. Yeah. No, a smile, a smile makes a big difference. So um, the last element I want to talk to you about is, is humor. 
And because so last week on your Instagram, there was, and I, I, I just, I laughed. I literally laughed out, out loud. And it said, uh, my prince is not coming on a white horse. He's obviously riding a tur- turtle somewhere really confused. And it just, I, cr- I cracked up. And it's the same, it's, a, it's the mindset thing that, you know, how do we just, how do we make this funny and fun and, and all that good stuff? So, so um, kind of last words, what, you know, your thoughts on humor and dating. Oh gosh, make your dates fun, right? Last night we talked about theme dates, like maybe during the date, you can say in 30 minute dates, you guys, I'm not talking about three hour in-person dates. I'm saying your first date should be a 30 minute video date. And you can say, you know what? Bring your best two dad jokes to the date, right? Hysterical. I mean, and so funny. And then it's not like bring your dirty jokes because you don't want anything off color or insulting. It's like bring your best two dad jokes, right? Just to break the ice. And you can do them at any time, but humor makes things fun. And then if you go into it excited to tell two jokes, how do you think you're going to feel before the date? you're going to feel a little excited. You're going to feel like, God, I hope this makes this person laugh. And then they're going to make you laugh. And everyone's like, I love the joke date idea. So it just came to me yesterday as I was writing notes for the segment last night. That's amazing. You are so wise. And I am so grateful to have you uh, in my life as my friend, as my guest. Um, Any parting words that we should be thinking about? What's the last thing we should be um, thinking about as, as we go? You know, if you're a single person listening to this, put yourself in the mindset of what I call psychotic optimism. Mm -hmm. That is believing that love will come to me. It's a when, it's not an if, right? Because suddenly your fairy godmother of dating has said to you, the lid to your pot is out there, friend. All you have to do is date until you find that, right? It's not an if, it's a when. So become a psychotic optimist in every pie piece of your life and every element of your life, and then take that action to get there. I love that. Amazing last words. Bella Gandhi, thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Hi, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please head over to the podcast store and give it a five-star rating. And if you really enjoyed, hit subscribe and you'll be alerted for future episodes. Thanks for listening to The Elements of Us.